Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, U.S. Cellular customers, I've got good news, so don't hit skip forward just yet. I'm talking about their special customer event, Us Days. What's Us Days? It means exclusive offers just for their customers, just to say thanks, like up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. No, I didn't misread that. That's up to $1,200 off. They must really like you all. Us Days at U.S. Cellular. Exclusive offers just for you, just to say thanks. Right now, U.S. Cellular customers could get up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. Visit uscellular.com for terms and restrictions. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Fight Plus is the ultimate digital platform for live sports and entertainment. And they're now offering a free seven-day trial at tryfight.com. Fight Plus is packed with a premium live event schedule, over a thousand hours of live action every year, and a library of more than 4,000 hours on demand, plus exclusive content you can't get anywhere else. Fight is a great partner of ours. They support us, so let's support them. Give that free seven-day trial a shot, and you'll be a member for life. That's tryfight.com. T-R-Y-F-I-T-E dot com. symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. Hello and welcome to Arn. This is Paul Bromwell and today I'm joined by the Hall of Famer, the founder of the Four Horsemen, the creator of the Spinebuster, the 1A of tag team wrestlers, mentor to TNT champion Wardlow. And as we learned at Double or Nothing, when he eats dinosaur, it's extra rare and no cheese. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, he's the enforcer. He's Double A. He's Arn Anderson. Arn, how are you, man? This is the first time we've gotten to record since Double or Nothing. People do think I'm nuts now. Oh, you were chewing on that guy's thumb, man. I, well, I, hey, listen, I just watched him grab Wardlow by the goozle and choke slam him twice. Now, when he grabbed me by the throat, what do you think I thought? Yeah, you weren't going down, man. You know this what? This is Arn- going south quickly if I yeah. do something desperate. Go ahead. I was going to say, I got to admit, when I see you climb through those ropes or get anywhere near that ring, I get nervous. And and it's probably a little even more so than anyone else who's watching you because I'm like, anything could happen to you at this point. Are we doing a podcast next week? I don't know. Something happens to Arn. It could be, it could be curtains for a while. We could be doing best ofs for the next six months, you know? I'm not trying to be a hot dog. I'm not trying to steal the spotlight. You know, I just know that when things have really went south and there's a turning point, it's like momentum in a in a you know football game or a baseball game. You can feel it switch when it does, and if it, it switches all the way, you know that okay, something bad's going to happen. And we were teeter tottering right there at that point in time. So. Hey, I'm, I never bit anybody, <laughs> and uh, it wasn't going to be something that was preordained. It just, like I said, you know, when I get scared, I get dangerous because I don't really. There's getting hurt and there's getting injured, and any time I'm susceptible to being injured, yes. and I know that I'm no young man anymore. 
So was it a wise choice? Time will tell. I don't know. Uh, but it was, uh, it's certainly getting a lot of rhetoric surrounding it. It, it is, man. I got to see you after the show for a few minutes and talk to you, and uh, I'm glad you're okay. It was fun. The big man going to the top of the ladder doing the dive was something to behold, for sure. That was a sight. And uh, but man, I'm glad that I'm having a lot of fun watching you do your thing out there. And I know I got to see Aaron and I got to see Brock. They were, uh, you know, there with you in Vegas, and uh, just glad to see you guys and and out there doing your thing and uh again you're safe you're sound and ready to record but it was a fun time out there big time show for uh, aew yes it was a lot of uh a lot of things got accomplished a lot of things are still in the hanging in the balance so uh the next couple of weeks next few weeks should be very very interesting company and business wise the business itself i feel like is is going through a lot of changes and uh should be interesting. There you go. Well, listen, Arm, before we get going this week with summer right around the corner, we want to remind everyone about the Arn and the Four Horsemen stores. Uh, man, I saw people walking around with Horseman t-shirts when I was in Vegas out there. There's new merch. It's arriving regularly. And this is the season for shorts and tank tops and beach towels, tumblers. We have them all for you there at both the Arn store and the Four Horsemen store. The shorts and shirts are high quality, very affordable, and the Tumblers are durable. They're going to keep any beverage, adult uh, or otherwise, at the right temperature for hours. So check it out. we got some new designs coming. So head over to the stores. Uh, you can go to boxagimmicks.com. You can find both. And uh, listen, Arn, we appreciate all the business uh, that our fans of this show and fans of you and the Horsemen uh, are giving us right now with uh, with all the summer merch. Yeah, and you know what's funny? It's uh, I looked up. I'm a, I'm a big Fox News guy. Uh, as well as David Muir on ABC, but watch Fox. I'll sitting there and I'm watching. I think it's called the Five. Yeah, the one that the big man's on, Brodus. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Does he Ty he goes by Tyrus, but Tyrus. yeah, he was Brodus. He was Brodus in WWE. Yeah. Guess what he had on the other night? Tell me. Four Horsemen sweatshirt. I nice. Popped. Yes, yes. I popped huge. And it looked good on him, too. So There you go. He gets it. That's awesome, man. I love it, and I love the support for Arn. I love the support for the Horsemen. Uh, so check it out, and we would appreciate it. The other piece of business, as always, is that we're not only sitting with one of the biggest entering storytellers and promos in the history of the wrestling business, but Double A is also an author and a comic book hero. Arn Anderson, My Life is Wrestling's Enforcer, is at the press. The book is available for order at arncomic.com or at your local comic book store. And uh, I want to say to the contributors of the campaign, your pledge rewards are being sorted out and compiled. And uh, you're going to be sent your copy of the books that were ordered once those are all complete. But while we don't have an exact date as of this recording, as Arne and I sit down, know that the graphic novel is finished and it's at the printer uh, with the next stop being your home address. So how exciting this, Arne. We are right at the precipice of the book delivery, the comic book that, uh, man, I can't wait to get my hands on it, buddy. And I'm looking forward to all the feedback. So let me have it, guys. Good, bad, and indifferent. Once you get it, you get your teeth sunk into it. You don't have to wait till you read the whole thing. It may, it, some people may, it may be a single read. I don't know, but I want to know what everybody thinks about it because there are going to be some, some things that are suspect. And uh, as far as not being so pleasant, uh, but that it is part of my life, and that's the most important thing that I thought. I could do is let a lot of folks out there know that somebody else is in the same, you know, suit they're in. Yeah, there you go. And Arn said, once you sink your teeth into it, kind of like he sunk his teeth into into, oh. the, into the dinosaur's thumb. There you go. You've, <laughs> Good you've thing I didn't have dentures. <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, they would have come out of your mouth after that. Oh, man. Hey, let's get into it. Last week, Arn, we talked about June 1992. It appeared that you were prepared to step out on your own and take on Sting. Remember that? But then the old cowboy, he came in, and he changed everything up. Man, you were about to have that main event feud with Sting for the world title, dude. Yeah, you know, 
that's one of those behind the scene things that just if I would have found out, okay, here's the way that would have went, other than being some big political meeting and somebody, you know, going, hey, uh, what happened to my title shot and all that? It would have just been uh, uh, things changed. We're going a different direction, and that would have been fine. Yeah. But I, I didn't hear anything, and when I saw the match wasn't happening, I'm not stupid. I figured it out. Yeah. Okay. Just going a different way. Have a new leader and uh, just going to follow his plan, I guess. But man, that wasn't the only change. He made a number of changes that affected not only you, but other wrestlers, the whole presentation of WCW at this point on. And uh, it gave the whole product a different feel. It gave it more of that old school uh, look and feel. And as we discussed during the May bonus, which by the way, you can check out at ad free shows. We watched the Iron Man match between Ricky Steamboat and Rick Rude. And the rules were not always enforced or sometimes they were enforced haphazardly. It felt like it just depended on the situation. Um, you know uh, what I mean, orange, as we yeah. watched that match. Yeah. Try so. living it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, and looking in the, the fans eyes and they go, well, you just told me if you come off the top or you knock somebody over the top, throw them to the floor, it's a DQ, and all these things. Well, what? we're not enforcing that. What's going on? You can just see it in the fans' eyes, and when you're confusing them, that's not good. It's supposed to be an easy read. You show right. up, you get your popcorn and chili dogs, get you something cold <laughs> yes. to drink, cold beer or something, and... You cheer for who you like, and you boo who you don't like. And you get about two and a half to three hours of good, solid entertainment. You go home and go back to your life. That's mm. the way it's supposed to be. It's not supposed to be sitting there. Super going, complicated, yeah. What, 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 what just happened here? Yeah. What is happening right now? That's, that's my new favorite phrase. What are we doing? What is happening? But here, I want to talk about something because everything changed. And you guys will see the title of this episode is Where's Arn? Arn, this month that we're covering right now, July, you and Bobby Eaton are practically removed from television this entire month. You're on television a total of two times. You're completely left off the Great American Bash pay-per-view. Buddy, the past two months we've discussed your standing as a key member of the most important group in the promotion, the Dangerous Alliance. All of a sudden, wrestlers like you and Bobby, they're taken off television, yet Rude and Austin, they're still doing their thing. They're regularly featured. Do you remember anything about the sudden disappearance off TV here in July 1992? Any decisions that were going on? I mean, to borrow one of your lines, why cut off the water of the Dangerous Alliance when it's clearly the best thing going on on TV at this point? Uh, this was, uh, if I remember the timing of this correctly, didn't they bring Doc and Gordy in? Doc and Gordy are coming in, yep. Are they there yet? They are, and uh, we're going to get into them, and especially more so in the next months in August. But the rumblings of them coming in, but it just feels like more of this Bill Watts shift. I, I don't know. I don't get it. You and Bobby Eaton, all of a sudden, you guys are studs when it comes to tag team wrestling, and you're on TV twice. And trust me, we have one of your matches. That's one of our clips this week. We have two clips. One of them is you. That's all we got this week. Well, they had been running with us pretty hard. At that point, I wouldn't have, because, you know, I still had some time left on the contract. Wasn't a lot, but I still had, what, six six months? Nine Probably, months, yeah. Something. yeah. So I wasn't worried because there had not been one day that I, anybody did not get paid that worked for Turner. Yeah. Your check was there every two weeks, no matter what. So I knew I had that stability. Wasn't worried about that, but I also know that, and I'm not sure of the timing of this, but, but I, we were hearing the rumblings about the cost cutting and you know what that means. It's, oh, boy. It's per, cut a couple of those contracts. That looks pretty good on paper. Sure. If, if you're Bill Watts. Yeah. Well, buddy, uh, as I said, television twice, we have one of those matches in full. So, guys, this week we have two matches, uh, two clips, should I say. One of them we're going to watch fully together, on, and it's a 12-minute clip. And uh, we have some talking points, so 
Uh, we're not necessarily just going to sit and listen to the audio the whole time, but it is you versus the reemerging Russian nightmare Nikita Koloff. And this is uh, following the war games. Nikita continues his feud with all the members of the Dangerous Alliance. He finds himself number one contender for Rick Rude's U.S. title. But before he gets to Rude, uh, he challenges you. He has to get through you. And we have that full match. Like I said, it goes a little over 12 minutes. The second clip we have this month is a very brief one, maybe a minute and a half. We'll get there. But uh, we're going to do this together. Rick Rude is going to also be on commentary. He's going to join the voice of wrestling, Jim Ross. Uh, to uh, call play-by-play here on this match. Arn, you ready to watch this one together? I don't know. <laughs> you and Nikita, buddy, 12 minutes. What do you think happens? This could be very dangerous. <laughs> it's uh, from July 18th, 1992. It's a WCW Saturday night. Nikita Koloff versus AA Arn Anderson. Let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, the following contest, it is set for one fall. Lift down the aisle by Paul E. Dangerously. He presents at 255 pounds from Minneapolis, Minnesota, the original enforcer, Double A, Arn Anderson. Fast, don't forget to join us tomorrow night on the main event, 605 Easter here on TBS. It'll be the DDT versus a rude awakening. Michael Hayes and Ravishing Rick Rude tomorrow here on TBS. Ha, DDT won't work on me, Jim Ross. Michael Hayes is in for a rude awakening. Plus, Larry Zabisco takes on Cactus Jack one-on-one. That tomorrow with Tony Schiavone and Magnum TA on the main event. And now let's go back up to Tony Thrillum Gillum. Ladies and gentlemen, his opponent, originally from Lithuania, now residing in these United States of America, 120 kilos, Nikita Kulov! And he is the number one contender for the United States Heavyweight Championship. What the people see in this man, I'll never know. Dangerously in Anderson. Anderson certainly has his game face on here. You got to know who our sentimental favorites are, Ross. All right, that gets rather obvious. And ladies and gentlemen, certainly hope, glad that you're with us here on TBS. Ravishing Rick Rude getting some uh, personal attention by Medusa. As we are ready now, the bell has sounded. Referee Nick Patrick assigned this very, very important contest here in WCW. Nikita Koloff is one of the most popular athletes and one of the most powerful athletes in WCW as they lock it up. Collar and elbow tie-up. So a few things, Arn. Did you notice right at the beginning they referred to you as the original enforcer? Yes. What is that about? I'm Did you ever hear? Sure. Yeah. Was, that was just, I think, just rude making an off the wall comment. No, well, the, and that was the uh, the ring announcer. He said he's the original enforcer, Arn Anderson, the guy who introduced you, Tony. Oh, uh, yeah. I was uh, like, that's interesting. Uh, that might be more than. Don't put a lot of stock in Okay, that. I just uh, had never heard you. But look at you wearing the all-white there, showing off that mahogany. Got that mahogany <laughs> working. You got the mahogany. I mean, pure white, everything from head to toe. I don't remember you uh, wearing that uh, very often. but I, I didn't wearing. wear it very often. Yeah. There's probably a reason for that. Or Yeah. But uh, I want you, to, as, as you fans at home and, or, and you're, if you're watching on YouTube with us, just pay attention here to Arn's facials and his body language as part of the selling that he does here. He can't move Nikita, can't slam him. You know, you're going to watch him. Can't, uh, it's just so good, the storytelling of this match. And that's one of the things I picked up on as I was previewing the clip for this. So I just wanted to have everybody make sure they're dialed in to kind of watching how Arn works this with Nikita. Well, just like the attempted slam early, the, the storytelling part of this, what a lot of that's missing in today's business is, is it's supposed to be a struggle. Two big, strong, professionally trained athletes shouldn't be able to just get away and accomplish everything that they try from the beginning to the end. There's, you know, you should be able to block some stuff and counter some stuff before it ever happens. That's the kind of things that are missing in today. You know, we're one minute in the match. I tried to slam Nikita. Of course, he blocked it. He's, mm. he's fresh. And you're still trying. And you're trying to tell the story too. How that he is that big, still that big, strong Russian nightmare, 
right that force. Yeah, he's got a headlock on, and, you know, I can't even get him off the headlock, much less do anything offensive. i got to get myself back to even before I can do any offense myself. Into the ropes, tackle block, Arn tries to kick out. We'll listen to a little commentary here, and then, Arn, I'll come back to you because, look, I love it. He pulled my hair. Come on, ref, he's dirty. And let's listen to a little Jim Ross here. Yes, I can, and I can't see his hair pull. Well, Arn is telling the referee that Nikita has been pulling his hair, and Arn Anderson is an honest man. Thanks, Rick. <laughs> I felt that Anderson way. rubbing his head there. Koloff, the big arm. Very, very painful. Very elementary move, the side headlock. But a lot of guys get developed those cauliflower ears from that. As Koloff's got a little bit lower now, down on the jaw, headlock takedown. That side headlock could be a very intimidating move. Anderson trying to roll him on his shoulders there. Fans, we're going to be taking a commercial break in just a few moments again. If a decision is rendered during the commercial break, we'll show it to you as soon as we come back on WCW Saturday night. You think this business ain't tough? The referee even had a broke hand. Did you notice that? Yeah, look at us. Yeah, Nick Patrick. The referees are even in danger. Talk a little bit about Nikita here, working with him. He was always, you know, people would say he was in gimmick all the time, always with the Russian accent, and, you know, he believed it, he practiced it. Maybe in the ring he was pushed a little too quickly as far as he had to kind of develop as he went. What was your feelings working with Nikita, especially now? This is a a little bit later on. This is past the Crockett days here. Yeah, I mean, there was two Nikitas. There was the 280-pounder that came in and was – you know, looked like another road warrior. And when was he strong and he was green and just learning the business, hadn't learned, you know, uh, quite quite enough when he first came in. He was put in there before, you know, it was time, but he had Nikita and Barry Darso to cover for him. And he had all the, you know, the baby faces sold for him and everything. So he was, I mean, you did everything that you could do for a guy. Um, now, this Nikita had more experience. He was smaller. He had lost some weight. Yeah. He had been away from the business for a little while. So I think when he came in, he had a different attitude and, uh, you know. A better attitude, Arn, do you think? I think much better, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I think he originally was in for a cash grab. He was, you know, and, and I don't blame him. They look, you know, they pursued him. To come to Jim Crockett Promotions when they saw him, they fell in love with the look and you know the the promos and all that stuff. It was he pulled it off and he you know uh, he he brought in a character that you hey is this guy really Russian or not because he never yeah. let anything slip out. He changed his name legally. He didn't do much talking. He had that yes, thing going on. Yeah. Whatever shatata means. <laughs> he used that one quite a bit. And uh but this guy, you know, he was working hard. He's moving good. He, he had picked up on a lot of the finer points of the business at this point, so and sometimes it feels like, you know, when they say sometimes you need to slow down to speed up, you can see that he's a little bit more methodical in this match with pacing versus just the buzzsaw nightmare. Yeah, well, see, just stuff like that, that struggle I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, I just didn't let him, su- we wanted to suplex me in. I wasn't going to just let him suplex me in. Just grabbing that second rope prevented that. And that's just, that's part of the struggle to gain control. This should be the story of every match. Uh, to this day, I feel like it should be that. You don't see that struggle. You shouldn't be able to reach out and just grab a guy's wrist and take his arm and control it without resistance on his part. For those of you that aren't watching on YouTube, Nikita just missed a Russian sickle outside. It took it right into the pole, his arm. And what do you think Arn Anderson now does? He's going after that arm like a piece of raw meat. And he's doing what Arn Anderson does. He's working that body part, and uh, and here you go. That will be the story of the next few minutes. He went ahead and got himself hurt, 
I'll be happy to oblige him. So uh, we'll pick it back up with JR and Root on commentary. As Arn starts to work that arm now, he's got him in, uh, what, a, ch- a chicken wing, an arm bar there? Yeah, a hammerlock. Hammerlock, yep, here we go. Take that arm away, he's got nothing. Trying to half Nelson now. And he will... It's a pinning combination. Certainly is, trying to turn him on his shoulders. Now Koloff will be really tested. You might have him here, Ross. Referee got two, and Anderson using the ropes for a little uh, advantage there. Unfair advantage, we should say. He's so close. Or in the foot on the rope. Is that just something you could decide to call on the fly just to add more heat? Yep. It supposedly added leverage. Yeah. Whether, whether it was or not, I don't know. Referee just busted me, however. Yeah, he did. He caught you, Patrick. Knee in the shoulder. All arm. That's the only thing you're focused on at this point. That's it. Nikita with the comeback. Here we go. He needs to get back on that arm. And that's exactly what he does. Goes right back to work on the shoulder. Clubbing away. Anderson, the southpaw, with a lot of velocity in those blows. The pressure on the elbow there, Jim. Referee down to see if Koloff wants to submit. And you know how tough this man is. It will take a tremendous injury to make that man submit. And that may be just exactly what we're seeing here as Anderson continues to work on the insertion point at the shoulder. I don't know that Nikita Koloff would ever quit, but I think with one arm he could be pinned. Ball off the foot to the face, and fires up with those right hands. Anderson, the knee to the midsection. Reversal of the Irish, whipping caught him with the elbow. Near the ropes, and Anderson on the apron again. Koloff, his head though, rammed into the top turnbuckle. Tried to get Anderson there, Anderson blocked it. Anderson on the second turnbuckle, and he's caught coming off. Dangerously up on the apron, arguing with the referee. Koloff has Anderson rolled up. attacking the manager that way, Ross. There you see him right there. He had a near fall. And a handful of tights. He was arguing with the referee. Pull off with that shot on dangerously. Uncalled for. And here you see it. Anderson went for a big fist. And there's the impact. The sickle. He caught him with it. There it is, Arn. It's all over. I think we should have known the swan song was happening once we saw you climb to the second rope. All this stuff is in the can. I'm trapped. I can't act like it didn't happen. Week after week, you'd think I would learn. I know. Don't you? Don't you? Don't, once you start stepping to that first rope, I can just tell you start wincing as you watch it because you know what's about to happen. Yeah, oh, oh I know, shit. I know, I know. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Arn, let's face it. Such a stressful and taxing couple of days played hell on the body. There's no way that your body was performing at peak performance back in your heyday. Today, with our crazy schedules, you and I both benefit from AG1. Arn, just one scoop and it gives you 75 high quality vitamins and minerals. I'm talking improving your gut health, sleeping better, improved focus. What's not to like? This is a slam dunk and better yet, 
you're going to sleep better and recover better. It costs less than $3 a day. It's completely worth the investment in you. And it's received 7,000 plus five-star reviews. Right now is the time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. It's so simple. No need for a million different pills and supplements. And to make it easy, AG1 is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit drinkag1.com forward slash arn. Again, that's drinkag1.com forward slash arn to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Hey, listen, small crowd, but great finish. The sickle can come out of anywhere. It does once again. It was a quick 12-minute match, but man, it had some... Basic storytelling, easy to follow for the audience, and uh, you guys are stars. So it was a lot of fun. Nikita picks up the win, and Arn, why you might not have been on television, you worked the house show loop during this time. You wrestled a number of matches leading up to the Great American Bash pay-per-view. You would take on the likes of Larry in singles action. Uh, you would team with Bobby against the Steiners. And you even join forces with Cactus Jack to take on Ron Simmons and Ricky Steamboat in Baltimore uh, with 2,500 in attendance. Uh, you wrestled Sting on July 1st at the Macon Coliseum in, tw- in front of 1,250 people. And this match was the semi-main event of the evening. That show, Arn, was closed by Rude and his new foe, the guy we just watched, Nikita Koloff. Uh, so you were still busy, just again, as I said earlier, not actively on television, uh, but you had a lot going on with a lot of different partners. Um, on July 5th, you would wrestle Sting at the Omni in front of 2,500 fans. Uh, that match, Arn, was in the middle of the card, and Sting won the bout in just over 10 minutes. So, uh, Arn, to tie up a loose end from last week, you did it would uh, indeed wrestle Sting uh, in early July in front of two modest crowds. We know you could have gotten the best out of Sting as you two were familiar with one another, having worked together over and over again in multiple matches. But, uh, man, the horseman helped make Sting and his rise to superstardom. It was in large part due to everything that you guys did together. So so let's what if this, buddy. I know you love the what if and the hypothetical. You have the pencil. What does this program with the franchise, you and Sting, look like if it had been given the time that uh, that it was deserved? Well, you would have had to have, even though I've been around at this point for a long time, you know, it, I had established myself. But wrestling fans are conditioned to a couple of things. When a guy goes on a tear and he not only wins every week, but the people he's beating goes up a sliding scale. It's starting to elevate. You know what I mean? The ones he's beating are of higher stature and then happens the next week, and the next week. And those those wins are now are starting to, hey, this guy's beating, let's just say, hypothetically, okay, he beat Barry Windham tonight. Next week he beat uh, Steamboat. Now he beats Ron Simmons. Now you have a standalone promo where you go, hey, what have I got to do to get a title shot around here? Now that match wouldn't have been in the middle of the card. Hopefully it would have been at the end of the night. And when it's for the the title, people pay attention a lot more. If it's in the middle of the card, it probably wasn't even a title match, and nor should it. What would I have done to have earned a title match at that point? Nothing. So that part of it made sense. But you still build championship matches the way they've always been built. You've got a guy on one side of the ball, and you got a guy on the other side of the ball. One's a champion, one's a challenger, and that guy that's going to challenge has to get red hot, and that means he's got to beat everybody. 
Well, Lauren, you talked about it at the top of the show, and we're going to dive into it now because one of the things I, when I mentioned and said that you weren't on TV that much, you said, well, isn't this around the time frame that Terry, Bam Bam, Gordy, and Dr. Death came in? And you're absolutely right because at this Omni show where you did take on Sting here in the middle of a card, the show closed with a main event tag team match between the Steiners defending their tag titles in a losing effort against our uh, a personal favorite of our research guy. They were called the Miracle Violence Connection. And for those of you playing along at home, that's Dr. Death Steve Williams and Terry Bam Bam Gordy. And as most people know, Dr. Death was a two-time, uh, or should I say a two-sport collegiate All-American from Oklahoma. I mean, my goodness, if you don't know that, then you haven't weren't listening to Jim Ross back in those days. He played across from Florida State's Heisman contender nose guard Ron Simmons in the Orange Bowl. Uh, so there you go. I feel like Jr. Just just spreading that that college football knowledge. Uh, but as part of the fabulous Freebirds, Bam Bam gained his reputation as one of the best workers, Arn, and bumping big men in all the professional wrestling. And these two came together in Japan. And during this time in WCW, they were still allowed to fulfill the dates that they had in Japan. And uh, these two are Bill Watts guys. There's no doubt about it. And uh, big, strong, rugged veterans who worked for Watts when he owned Mid-South. And they enjoyed enormous success there in Mid-South. But WCW, it's not Mid-South. And this is an entirely different audience, despite having the JCP fans in the crowd. No offense to these two badasses, but they were inserted into the main event picture. And the vehicle for that was the NWA Tag Team Championship Tournament. Meanwhile, WCW had seven months of TV and pay-per-view invested in you guys, Arn, the Dangerous Alliance. And this changes uh, everything. It's sudden. It's drastic. And to the best of your recollection, I guess this is all Watts' decision-making, wasn't it? Yep. He loved Doc. You know, Doc and I started at the same time. There's a little trivia thing for you. And, uh, you know, for Bill Watts. Exact same time period we started. And um, Terry Gordy also had his reputation already cemented in stone with the Freebirds. And they were a great team. And they were big, rugged, tough guys. You know, Doc was... One of those guys, okay, there's probably three really, really, really badasses in the business. You know, I would say Doc was probably considered one of those, you know, one of the legitimate killers. Uh, but still, that doesn't mean that everybody in that WCW audience knew who they were and knew that they were in Japan and knew that they were having huge success. Now, they knew Terry was one of the uh, Freebirds, and they knew that Doc was... Dr. Death, Steve Williams, but still, that same philosophy has to play out. They needed to get six months of wins before they challenged for those. That's it. You know, I, build I just, them like yeah. you would anybody else, Paul. Yeah, I, I just don't understand what harm it would have been from just continuing to tell the stories that have been written involving the Dangerous Alliance while taking the time to give Doc and Gordy that well-built creative, right? Yep. Instead of all coming to that halt and then bringing them in and pushing them to the moon from the get-go, to your point. Well, and, and if you feature it, you know, and you, the Steiners are suddenly out there getting bounced around by these two guys that, that, you know, the audience may or may not know fully who they are and, and their success as a tag team. The only thing I think you damage the Steiners. Yeah, and, and in no way are we saying, "Hey, you know, these guys aren't amazing, too badasses." We're giving them their flowers. It is what it is. But when you're talking about story uh, storylines, writing good creative, making sure things make sense overall, again, what we've been building for the last several weeks on this show, all of a sudden, it feels like we just hit a cement wall, and and it just abrupt. Is, is the perfect word as far as some of the changes that are happening here with this Bill Watch change, and it just just feels weird. Well, and it's ironic that we're taping this show. You know, we're, we're big fans of ECU baseball and football, as you know. Mm -hmm. Well, last night, I mean, the, the super whatever it's called tournament is going on right now, and the, uh, the first uh, pairing for ECU was Oklahoma. And last year, Oklahoma was in the World Series, uh, College World Series. So 
and ECU wore them out the first game. They moved on to the host team, which is University of Virginia. Uh, they played those guys, and it was a pitcher's duel all the way, and I think it was a one-run game. ECU got beat. Now, that was last night. So now today, they've got to show up, and they've got to win two, which is tough. Mm-hmm. they got to play Oklahoma again. Right before we went on the air, it was 8-3. to three. Uh, ECU was wearing them out again. So now if they pull off their next win, they got to play a doubleheader today. Uh, they're back in this thing, and they'll play whoever's the number one you know, team in this tournament and move on. The point I'm making is they had to earn their way up. That's right. No matter how they end up with this thing, hell of a team, but they had to earn their way so that if I'm a fan and I haven't watched ECU baseball, I'm watching this, I'm going, hey, these guys – Man, they're the real deal. They're in every game that they're in. They're in the game. Doesn't matter. You can't count them out. You got to build that kind of reputation in our business too with teams same and, thing. and talent. It's the same thing. Yeah. Same principle. You're absolutely. You're absolutely right, Arn. Uh, I think about that. I'm. You know, obviously, right now the NBA finals on. There's not a lot of people, fans of the sport, fans. You know, aren't of NBA, but you got two teams in there that might not be the sexiest superstar teams on there but if you've been watching along it's the two teams that deserve to be in there right they had to fight their way but you watch that story unfold that's why they have playoffs that's why you you watch to see what happens and just to have randomly throw two you know hey we're gonna throw these this tag team in the main event they've been in japan but here they are they're big badasses we think you'll like them I've been watching wcw saturday night for the last six months i don't know who they are i'm a new fan right Yep. T- tell me more. So there you go. Well, listen, I want you to go. I want you to go back to 1992 real quick here, Arn. And as a 10-year veteran uh, of the business at this time, what were you hoping that Doc and Gordy would do for WCW? How about what they would do? They, you know, what would they bring to the locker room? What are some things that younger talent then and now could learn from Doc and Gordy and and their presence? What what was it like having them back? Well, new and fresh talent's always a good thing in the locker room. And when they can perform at the level that those guys could, it's another big, huge plus. Uh, you know, plus they are legitimate. Those guys are two big, legitimate, tough guys walking around. You know, they had everything going for them, and everybody that knows anything about the business, we were all pulling for them to get over, you know, because... When you're in that mix like the Dangerous Alliance was and as hard as we were getting pushed every week on TV and in the live events and all that, it, believe it or not, it's okay to take a breath every now and then. And go, you know, it doesn't hurt to, to just be off a loop or two or wrestle some, some guys that is a less than strenuous situation than the Steiner brothers. And... Uh, we were glad to see the, the influx of the new talent, to be honest with you. Arn, speaking of this time period back, and before we get into the Great American Bash, I want to pick your brain, too, about working house shows with under the Bill Watts leadership. Do you remember anything different? Because we, we've talked about this as far as in past episodes about the difference of working TV matches versus house show matches. Did that look feel any different under the Bill Watts era versus other times in your career that you can recall? Well, strangely enough, uh, you would think TV where all the rules would be enforced to the letter. Well, in the house shows, it was. You know, you had an agent there and... You know, I think it was at that time Grizzly Smith, and he was, I'm sure, taking notes. And if you threw a guy over the top and it didn't get DQ'd, people were going to get fined, legitimately get fined. Mm. Uh, You better not be late. You know, there was a one-hour-before-the-show window that you had to be there. You better not be there because I'm sure Bill told Grizzly, make notes. If these guys are late, let me know. I'm going to find them. We got to, you know, and there was never an issue of guys being late anyway. That's what's crazy. You know, when you start in, you know, uh, pushing the rules and shoving the rules down everybody's throat when nobody's breaking the rules, that kind of leaves a bad taste. That's just being the boss and playing the boss because you can. What companies would you want to work for? 
Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Hey guys, Tony Schiavone. Need to call a timeout real quick. Wanted to tell your listeners what I've been telling what happened when listeners for a while now about all the cool things happening over on adfreeshows.com. On the latest edition of Monday Mailbag, Mike Kyoto shares road story of hanging with Taker and BSK. Yeah, we did. We played dominoes. We played Beale Street, called Trump. Uh, it's a card game. Uh, gin. You know, we used to play gin, card games with them. Uh, dominoes. I used to go back in the back of the bus for BSK, roll up a couple fatties for him. <laughs> and they'd let me smoke one or two and they'd say, okay, Kyle, you got to go back up. The Podfather sat down with Ad-Free Shows members for a live edition of Ask Conrad, talking about the one thing that brings us all together. Uh, a guy who owns a trucking company in Vermont? How in the hell is he friends with a guy who does mortgages in Alabama? Wrestling brought us together. So at, when, when we created this concept of Ad-Free Shows, I had no idea that a pandemic was right around the corner, but it did become like this weird support group. Not like in a bad way, not in a tragic or trauma way, just in a, hey, it's a bunch of friends who can get together and bounce ideas and share their life with each other. That's just a small taste of what we got waiting for you with four levels to choose from. See for yourself why Ad Free Shows is the best value in wrestling today. Sign up now at adfreeshows.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, WCW is now three and a half years old, no longer a startup company, right? They, we've, we've been going through this for the last several weeks and months uh, of what's going on here. Can you tell a difference in the venues, the climate, the culture, uh, just the crowds, maybe at the, in the old G, uh, JCP stronghold areas? Because this time period, Arn, is largely known as a down period for wrestling in general. Did you feel evidence of that as you traveled around uh, the country uh, around this time period? I think uh, when Jim Crockett was absorbed, I think wrestling in general took a hit because it shrunk. Instead of the business growing, I think every every company shrunk. Um, got some guys were out of jobs. Uh, uh, I just think that the, the the new company and going through all the changes, the new company being WCW, changing leadership all those times and changing talent. You know, Ric Flair leaving, got to remember, is a pretty big deal. Oh, absolutely, massive loss. You know, that's everybody seems to forget the flagship. You know, of of the NWA, and a lot of people looked at WCW as being the new NWA, which it really wasn't, but it was missing it's you know it's like having trying to say you have a, a, a royal family but you don't have a queen of england you know it's good analogy yeah you know there's a piece missing and it's a major piece it's not a minor piece and what they've been used to for a very very long time they don't have so you know and it was we were that company was still learning how to book live events and how to book loops and you know, save money on that stuff. And uh, it was just a, still a learning process in a lot of ways. Well, Arn, our, uh, our final topic of this week's show is the Great American Bash. Uh, we've mentioned it a few times. The Bash took place from the Albany Civic Center in Albany, Georgia, with 8,000 in attendance, but only 4,000 paid. And as we mentioned, you're not on the pay-per-view. I think they could have got that other 4,000 to pay if Arn Anderson would have been there. I mean, come on, in the state of Georgia... What do you think? 
Probably not. No? You don't not. think so? For, but I'll tell you what's alarming, that you have as many comps as you have I know. Bought, bought tickets. That's, that's like a 50-50 split. That isn't good. Well, and here's the thing. Here was my, I do remember what my thoughts were about that then because, you know, I knew that you had to paper. You know, Vince did it. He did it for TV, especially when he was running the same town to do his TV tapings, whatever that town was up north that they ran to death. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. It was uh, Pennsylvania or somewhere. You had to paper it or you wouldn't have a full crowd, and that looked terrible for t- for TV. Right. Mm-hmm. That was the reason for for paper in towns. And I'm sure that's where they got the idea with WCW, those big shows. You wanted it to look full. You wanted it to look successful. So you would paper it to fill it up. My problem is if I bought four ringside tickets for me and my wife, my boys, and I find out a row behind me, that whole row's talking about, God, we got these tickets for free. All we had to do is call a radio station or right. or something or whatever. I'm a, I, And I spent 200 bucks for those tickets. I'm pissed. Yeah. I'd be pissed. And word gets around when you've got that many comps, as many as you as you as paid, word's going to get around. And I think that I never heard stories, but I'm sure there were some of a lot of fans that were pissed off about the papering deal. Oh, absolutely. I mean, hey, they, I've heard of it where they give away tickets, and if you get them, you also get a cheeseburger soda and french fries with the tickets. So it's not too bad. Wow, I, I should have tried to get a couple of those tickets. <laughs> hold, hold the cheese. Hold the um, cheese. I knew you'd say that. Obviously. Oh, man. Well, listen, on this bash, every match except the world title match is part of the NWA Tag Team Championship Tournament. And all the matches, almost all of them, should I say, go 15 minutes plus. You have Dustin and Barry Windham. They would wrestle twice on their way to the finals. They first beat Rick Rude and Steve Austin in 19 minutes, 16 seconds, when Rhodes pinned Austin after a clothesline from the top rope that broke up a pile driver attempt on Barry Windham. Windham and Rhodes would go on to defeat uh, Hiroshi Hase and Shinya Hashimoto in the semifinals in 1455. For their part, the WCW champions Terry, Gordy, and uh, Dr. Death defeated Steamboat and Nikita in 22 minutes when Doc hit Steamboat with the running power slam after slamming him into the corner. And then in the finals, in the main event of the pay-per-view, Doc and Gordy won the NWA tag team titles in 21 minutes when Williams pinned Rhodes after a clothesline. So there you go, uh, Arn. Doc and Gordy won the tournament wrestling 43 minutes that night in the process while Wyndham and Rhodes wrestled 33 minutes that night. Arn, you talked about cardio and the gas tank when we discussed uh, Rude and Steamboat in that Ironman match. But, man, these are four big dudes going 43 minutes and 33 minutes, respectively. Forget the gas tank. These were diesel motors, buddy. I mean, seriously. Well, the, the part that if you're an athlete, you know, you know this, you understand. It's hard to get warmed up twice, back-to-back. So you would warm up. Go have that match. Now you're going to cool down, and you got to wait on your next match. Now you got to warm up again. And the guys that don't take that time, it's a bit of a pain in the ass to to get that, you know, in your head and warm up and stretch out again and all that. But if you don't, that's when you get hurt, you know, because now you got to go oh, yeah. out. You got to go full bore another 20, 25 minutes, and uh, you know it's not easy. Wrestling the stop and long. go. Yeah, yeah. Re- wrestling that long and then coming to an abrupt start and cooling off. and it's, a, it's it's not an easy deal, so it's real easy to pull something. That's why you see those guys that are injured or have been injured and they play a little bit and they go sit on the, that bike, right? And they keep that Stay they keep warm. themselves warm. 100%. So it makes total sense. Good observation. Talk, yeah. Hey, talk about this because uh, this is a pay-per-view where almost every match is a tag team title tournament match. How difficult do you think it is on for an audience to stay engaged in watching the same style match multiple times? Every well, match is tag team. You got to be careful that you don't do duplicate spots, duplicate moves. I believe if I was advancing in that tournament, I would be close enough stretching out to be around a monitor, and I would watch every other match besides mine because if you're the second guy that does 
whatever, I'm going up top and you come get me and you superplex me off. If that's the second time they've seen it that night, guess who doesn't get the reaction? Number two. That's right. So, you know, you got to pay attention to what's going on out there and you got to watch and you got to see. And those, these are highly skilled guys. They're not going to just keep it basic and, and, you know, they're, they're going out there to steal the show. And they're going to do some elaborate stuff and it bump bigger bumps than you would normally take on a ne- on a regular TV show. So you got to always, you know, be watching what else everybody else is doing. Well, Arn, the uh, the Great American Bash also saw the changing of the guard at the top of the promotion because Vader had been in hot pursuit of the world title dating back to March 1992. He even broke Sting's rib and bruised his spleen in a match at the Omni on April 12th. And finally here at the Great American Bash, Big Van Vader, the wrestler who feared no man and felt no pain, he would defeat world champion Sting. And we have that moment in our second and final clip of the week. Let's take a look at how that happened. It's just the very closing uh, seconds of this match. It's from Great American Bash 1992. Let's check it out. The crowd is stunned. They can't believe it here in Albany, Georgia. They are stunned. Stinger needs some medical attention. There's no doubt about that. The fans here are very irate as to what has transpired. Sting may have suffered a concussion. His head slammed right across the steel. It was a violent impact, fans. He suplexed the big man. He did more than anyone thought he could do physically. Here's the move where Sting had it going his way. He's coming from the corner with the big Stinger. He goes over the top, wham! You can see him hit the ring post. Here's Big Van Vader with the power bomb. Driving Sting down, wham! Hooks the leg, hooks the former champion. One, two, three, and we have a new WCW World Heavyweight Champion. So there it is. Not a long clip, as I said, but man, this is a, this is a big deal here. We saw the Miss Stinger splash, the subsequent power bomb. This match went about 17 minutes. Ron Simmons was on commentary with the company positioning him on to eventually be inserted into the world title picture. Uh, he had that opportunity against Luger in 91 came up short, but this time the opponent is going to be Vader. And we're going to talk about this in detail next week as part of our August 1992 coverage. But at this moment, Arn, 30 years ago, how excited were you for Ron to have another chance here soon at the main event uh, and the world title? Well, before you move forward to that, you got to, everybody that just watched that clip, log that into your memory. It's the only time I've ever seen Sting get counted down. Mm-hmm. That is a once-in-a-lifetime situation. Rarity, yeah. That's only I can never remember another time where he got pinned. Uh, that's huge. That is that big is moment. Huge in history, and you did see the people. You know, Jr. was talking about they're stunned. They were stunned. They'd never seen it before. They'd never seen Sting get counted out. One, two, three. So it's a, it's a huge deal, and you know Simmons' time had came. It was it was right. The timing was right. You know Ron, as you'll see, was as good looking an athlete as there was in the business, and and he was legit, buddy, on so many levels. You know, college football, all everything. You know, he played pro football for a while. You know, and uh, in the bit in our business, he picked it up just quick. Just boom, just adjusted to everything. He was just a raw, and to this day, is just a real man's man. He is. 
He's, he's a force, and he still is a force to be reckoned with. But, Arn, listen, that's going to wrap up our coverage of July 1992. But returning to form, we have some questions from your fans. You ready to tackle these double I? Sure. All right, here we go. We're going to start with Dylan Lehigh. He wrote the following. There's been a lot of talk from certain wrestlers about Vader being stiff. How did Arn feel about Vader's in-ring work? Um, he was... He was snug with me. He was stiff with some guys. I could see the difference. And uh, he was never reckless with me, although it was very physical. Every time you're in there with him, it was physical. And uh, But like I said, I mean, he never, he never knocked me unconscious or dropped me on my head or anything, anything that could permanently injure me. Uh, but it was, you knew you were in there, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. You knew you knew that uh, you were in there with the big white uh, polar bear, the grizzly bear. Uh, yeah, you better, you yeah. better, you better cover up when it was time, buddy. <laughs> Gavin's up next with a fun question. He said the Steiners were notorious for hazing. Was there ever a hint of them trying anything, even a friendly rib with Doc and Gordy, or did they land in the Ron Simmons category of unfuckwithable? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that wouldn't happen, and Steiners no. knew they they knew who to pick on, right? They Arne? picked their spots. That's you right. Know, you know, and they were it was they were playing for the most part with most guys. It was just it was like you know two big twelve year olds that they got turned loose at Disney World for the first time. The Steiners <laughs> was just you know it was a playful mood. Sometimes went a little too far, but uh, you know that was. Uh, that was their way of uh, bonding, I guess. Yeah, the nice welcoming, the welcoming committee. Uh, all right, let's start our last question. Our pal and faithful listener, Brian Haremza, asked, you and Bobby had a handful of matches later in the year with Doc and Gordy. Who was the stiffer, more hard-hitting team, Doc and Gordy or the Steiner brothers? Uh, same thing. I mean, they were snug and they were, you know, they were in that uh Japan mode, which over there everything is up a notch. You know, everything is solid and everything is snug uh, in Japan. So that was just their style. And they were, you know, both well over 300 pounds and they moved incredible out there. But they were also great workers and they could uh, adjust to the American style just like that. You know, so there were no issues with Bobby and I working with those guys. There you go, Arm. Well, listen, that concludes the coverage of July 1992. What a month. You weren't even on television for almost all of it. But when you were, you made it count. We saw that match with you and Nikita. That was a fantastic television match. But, man, listen, next week you return to television alongside beautiful Bobby. We got Jake the Snake. He's joining WCW and immediately begins a feud with Sting. Ron Simmons is going to win the world title. And you and Bobby break Larry's arm. Yes, you do. Oh, Arn, I need that for golfing. <laughs> you break his arm. Oh, I can't what believe. am I going to do now? My <laughs> arm. <laughs> and we're going to have more of those impressions, I guarantee it, next week. Guys, listen, don't forget, you can access all things Enforcer by going to arnlinks.com. Once there, you can find all the links to our social media pages, previous episodes, and the show archives, and both Four Horsemen and Arn Show stores, which we talked about at the top of the show hit us up on youtube like subscribe turn on those notifications our man uh, dom d'angelo is over there clipping up so many of the fun clips on the shows and you'll get them there first to so check it out and uh listen that's also where you can find those coveted horseman jackets and uh everybody has been talking about those the quality the fit the 12 different color combinations and so make sure you get over there and help support us there if your business targets 25 to 54 year old men then again, no better place to advertise than us right here than on The Orange Show. You've heard us talk about some ads uh, from several companies here on the show, and it's because it works. We have a super targeted audience, and there's very little waste. So go to advertisewitharn.com. That's advertisewitharn.com right now and find out more about how you can advertise here on The Orange Show. 
And then also you want to make sure you're checking out adfreeshows.com. We've talked about it here multiple times. That's where Arn and I are doing bonus shows. We watched that Ironman match between Ricky Steamboat and Rick Rude. We're doing other bonus content as well. There's almost a dozen podcasts over there starting at just $9 a month. And uh, you can enjoy the first uh, week on us for free. That's right, completely free. So sign up, begin your free trial, ad-free shows, find out what it's all about. Arn, thank you so much for doing the show with me this week, my friend. Thank you, buddy. It's always a pleasure. You're doing a great job. Thanks for all your input, and uh, thanks to the team. Uh, Everybody behind the scenes, we appreciate you. There you go. Well, listen, on behalf of the Hall of Famer, the author, the superhero, Arn Anderson, this is Paul Bromwell, and we'll see you right back here next week on Arn. Hi, this is Dr. Tom Pritchard, head coach at JPWA, the Jacobs Pritchard Wrestling Academy. And if you want to save money, go to SaveWithConrad.com. Well, I kept watching the podcast and I kept seeing the commercials. You can't help but see the commercials during the podcast. And I figured, Conrad, who else better? So we gave it a shot and found out we were right. We were looking to refinance our mortgage. Everybody has a lot of bills these days, and we thought we could probably do better with the percentage rate. Everybody was great to work with. It was a matter of just filling in the right numbers uh, in the right place, and everybody told us how to do that and what we needed. And within the next three weeks, we, we were refinanced. We are saving now over $100 a month. So that's probably over a 25-year span uh, $25,000, which adds up, was so simple, and they made me feel uh, a lot less nervous and more comfortable when I'm talking to someone, because I don't always understand financial aspects of anything, but it was great working with the team, uh, everyone from uh, top to bottom, start to finish. If we had questions, no matter how complicated, everyone made sure to explain it to its fullest, to our satisfaction, to where we understood, my wife and I understood the process, understood where we needed to start and where we were gonna end up. Hey everybody, this is Dan Bespris, host of Fantasy NBA Today, a daily fantasy basketball podcast. We cover every box score from every game every day plus bonus shows on buy low opportunities players to stash schedule analysis and really anything you could need to smash your league into deliciously tiny pieces catch the fantasy nba today podcast part of the believe network on youtube or wherever you listen